Hello, and welcome to another episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our, our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio. Thank you for joining us today. So today we, we are wrapping up a series um, where I'm discussing with teachers what team teaching looks like during remote learning and how team teaching, um, you know, specifically some of our successful team teachers are doing it. How are they being successful? Today we have Centennial High School teachers, Maria Perez Luna and Susan Wright joining us. Um, Maria and Susan, can you briefly give us a little bit of a bio on you, um, what you teach, how long you've been teaching, things like that? Perfect. Um, I'm Maria and um, I started teaching in 1998 and um, I have done many, many things in my life. And one of the things that I've enjoyed the most has been teaching. Um, I was the lead teacher for three and four year olds in a private setting before I went into teaching at the elementary school. Um, once I taught almost every grade level there, I moved up into middle school and then I ended up in high school, which has become a big surprise to me that I have enjoyed it as much as I have. Um, and I've also taught adults. And so I have worn the instructional council or instructional coaching or uh, summer school principal, all of those different types of hats. And by far the one I enjoy the most is teaching. Um, one of the things that I enjoy about teaching is the fact that, you know, you can get that curriculum and, and just kind of do what you, what you need to do in order to reach your kiddos. Um, I've always taught students that were very similar to what I was like when I was younger. So um, ESL instruction, bilingual instruction, special education in a full inclusion setting instruction, those types of things. Thank you. And Susan? Can you hear me now? Okay, good deal. So, um, I, okay, I'm sorry about that. Uh, so I have been teaching for, this is my second year. Um, I was in catering for many years and then I had a foster daughter. And after having my foster daughter, I decided to go back to school and get a degree in educational studies. And so from there, I moved to Las Cruces and really just fell in love with Centennial High School. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I want to work there. Um, and it fortunately worked out. Um, so I'm now getting my alternative licensure. Awesome. Thank you. And I, I know your administrators there at Centennial um, said that you two are doing some great things in your classroom. I want to kind of start with that pre-COVID-19 um, tell us, tell us a little bit about your history. How long have you worked together? Have you team taught together for quite a while? This is our first year teaching together. Now I have had exposure to, uh, Ms. Wright's approach because she did teach some of my other students last year as well. Um, so I had some of my kiddos that were juniors and seniors last year that she came in contact with and was a full inclusion teacher for as well. Um, 
And one of the things that I noticed right away about Ms. Wright was that she made those connections with kids, with students mm -hmm. that I highly value. I myself love making those connections because I think that once you have that, those students will do just about anything for you. And we had a couple of, we shared a couple of students that, that were like that. Um, so this is our first year teaching together in a full inclusion setting and co-teaching. Wow, that's pretty impressive that this, being your first year, this is, you, you know, you all are, are doing amazing things and your administrators are seeing that. So I applaud you um, pulling this off during remote learning. So I, I taught um, inclusion, English inclusion specifically for several years at the high school level. So, so I know that team teaching can be extremely challenging. Um, you know, that chemistry between the two, the two teachers and making it work and planning together. So can you tell me, and th this is a pretty broad question, but um, can you kind of tell me how do you structure your, your Zoom or your remote learning classroom, you could even include Canvas, like what are some specific things that you're doing that, you know, the, the students are knowing that you both are their teacher. How do they know that? Can you talk to us a little bit about that, both of you? So one thing we do, um, because I do have four different classes, five total that I'm in. Um, and so right now, Ms. Perez really is predominantly doing the lead teaching of, of the instruction. and and I'm working as backup. And, and not that we're not working together or working equally, um, but because she teaches the same class in other areas or in other class periods, she knows how the class is going to go. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm that second set of eyes, I'm answering the chats, and I'm also taking notes for each class. So that way, one of the accommodations we can do together is make sure that each person in the class has that set of what happened in notes or in class, what do you need to know? What do you need to do? And so it's, it's kind of right now filling in the responsibilities that need to be filled. I see. And one of the things that really works for us is the, the fact that when Susan comes into the classroom and she's here with me, our kiddos will know that we're both teachers. Um, when they send us inbox messages, they inbox both of us. They ask those questions of both of us. And um, the fact that Ms. Wright is so versatile as far as the types of things that she's willing to, to do for our kids does not go unnoticed by our students. Um, there are many things that I can't catch right away and she catches it and she'll, and she'll do the instruction in that, you know, that teachable moment. And those moments are things that we're losing out on when we're doing this remote learning, because we may not see the expressions on faces, but she's catching those, which are things that I might not be able to catch. Um, and so we're reaching, I think we're reaching a greater percentage of our kiddos just because we have that, you know, that co-teaching. Um, the other thing that I really enjoy about Ms. Wright specifically too, because I worked with other inclusion teachers, is that she never takes a back seat. She doesn't say, okay, I'm just going to sit back here. She's always active. She's no. always active in the classroom. Um, and that's, that is super awesome. Um, 
and and I value I value everything she does in that classroom whether it's you know I know one time she said well you know this wasn't what I went to school for as far as English but I I know inclusion <laughs> I know my kids and I'm like yes that's perfect because this is what we do this is what we do it's like co-parenting you know we're, we're trying to get our kiddos to where they need to be um, in the most efficient and and best way possible and she does that Awesome. And um, if I can add to that, I think, sure. oh, sorry. No, go I ahead. think it helps that we both have the same goal, which mm -hmm. is the student that, you know, like that, that is both of the goal is, is getting the student um, to experience growth. And, and to do that, we really have had to work hard in the classroom to make them feel comfortable. And so they get to see us experiencing different um, new things with Canvas. Both of us have gotten booted off. I know I'm having connection issues right now. And so these are just things we're having to deal with and they get to see us dealing with it together. That is a great point like that. Yeah, I completely can see that for sure. I like that. And I like what you mentioned earlier about, you know, it sounds like you both have the same goal of you know, getting to know the students, making that personal connection. And I agree with you. That's what makes, you know, a great teacher is being able to reach them on that level and then deliver whatever content needs to be delivered. So it sounds like you both um, believe in that. And that's what is making your team successful. Do you all meet with each other outside of um, like classroom time? Like, do you plan together at all? And I know it's challenging remotely, but well, this year it's a little bit different as far as that goes, simply because a curriculum has been developed and, and we try to follow it as, as, as best as we can, although we do modify a lot. <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> um, but I do, I completely value all the work that the people that have put these uh, canvas shells together have done. Um, but you just get a feel for what you need to do in the classroom and you need to go with that. And um, so we've modified a lot of it, but um, I think it's, it's, we get together before our class time, after our class time, when we're doing assessments, when we're putting, when we're putting together our assessments, we get together for that as well. And like she said, we have the same goal in mind. So I'm not out to get kids. I'm not out to, I'm going to teach you a lesson about high school. I'm out to making sure that our kiddos get content, that they get what they need as far as their foundation and their building blocks. Um, and Susan's the same way. Um, you know, she's, she comes in there and she's like, this is about our kiddos. This is about us reaching them. Um, so when we, when we do get together and we plan, a lot of our conversations are about specific kiddos and their needs. And that's our planning. You know, we sit there gotcha. and we talk about specific kiddos and what are we not doing? What are we doing really well? Where have we seen the growth? Where can we see it? And what do we need to do in order to get that to happen? It also helps that we have class right before lunch. So we are never in a rush to get off Zoom, you know, and so we can sit there and discuss that classroom progress every day. And we, you know, maybe a lot of classes don't get that, but we've had that luxury and we've used it. Gotcha. Yeah, that is convenient. <clears throat> so Gives a whole new meaning to working lunches. Yes. yes yeah. <laughs> yep. 
So this time of year, um, I know a lot of teachers are kind of reflecting, you know, we're wrapping up the semester. Um, we're, we're wrapping up a kind of a, a different semester for everybody, you know, our first semester of remote learning for many of us. As, as you're reflecting, and you both um, seem to me to be reflective teachers for sure, <clears throat> are there any things that you are planning to maybe try to do differently, whether it's your delivery or routines or you know, any kind of adjustments to your online teaching for next semester? If we, and, and I guess starting out, like if we're fully remote, are there any adjustments and what are they that you're thinking about doing as a team? Well, one thing we've done because in the beginning, you know, getting students on, a lot of students came on a month late. And in that meantime, their assignments were piling up. And so kids who were just being able to start had an extremely heavy workload and they were overwhelmed. And both of us spent a lot of time with one-on-one -on -one Zooms, getting them caught up. And, and both of us are willing to Zoom at any time, which helps because that means that we were meeting kids at three, four, five, six o'clock in the evening. Um, but we've set up specific days where we're available each week and the students really are starting to respond to those times. And I noticed that it's cut down our extra Zoom time afterwards and, and it's made it where the students are keeping up. And so we're not having the big conversations. We're, we're able to catch students before they fall too far behind. Right. So that is something that I think that we, we need to continue with the students, you know, really cementing those times for them. Right. And she has tutoring hours and then I have tutoring hours, um, office hours and stuff like that. But the kids know that they can just send me a text and I'll jump on, you know, hop on Zoom with them. Um, if I'm not available, they'll even ask me, well, what about Ms. Wright? And I'm like, text her, find out. I think she's available, you know? But I think that in thinking back to this semester, and the next semester, one of the things that um, that I feel that I need to maybe adjust is I've always had like that high standard. You know, we want to make sure that our kids are doing specific things and everything. And so, at the beginning of the semester, I was giving them reading material that they were not getting through. They were not reading all of it and what they were reading, they were just reading on the surface. So the value of having them complete that much reading on their own was almost non-existent. Um, so I think in coming into this new semester, um, I wanna do a little bit more of that read aloud, a, a little bit more of the think aloud and having my kids see me, you know, and, and listen to me read through something and and have thoughts as I go through there. What would I, what would I annotate? What would I, you know, think about in this particular space? If I didn't understand that, what do I do? Oh, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna reread it. So teaching those basic skills that I know that they've gotten it in elementary school. I taught elementary, I taught them that, uh, phonemic awareness, all that stuff. But when they get to high school, they somehow feel like I shouldn't be using those anymore. And so if they see a model, if they, if they watch me model that behavior, I think it becomes more acceptable for them to use it within their own 
time. And hopefully that will get our kiddos to want to read a little bit more. Um, so when it comes to reading independently on their own in a full inclusion setting, um, I, I really need to gauge that a little bit better. And I'm always looking for things that I can do better or that I can really look at differently through a different perspective. But this one hit me like right away. We started the unit one with five myths. Myths with words that kids didn't understand. <laughs> and I said, no, we're, we, I can't do that to them ever again. <laughs> so we went back and we went back to look at those myths and, and we started reading them in class. We made reference to them in class a lot. We, you know, so we scaffold that instruction a little bit more. Um, and typically when you have reading at the high school level, you're like, okay, here's your book, go read it. Um, and that's something that I think that I, I probably need to do a little bit better and more conscientiously. I agree. I, when I taught, even at the high school level, I, I know that there was a lot of value in reading things together and especially mm -hmm. like plays and things like that, like those challenging texts. Right. Have right. You, I'm just curious, have you, have you two ever tried or um, thought about using like breakout rooms and maybe having like different smaller reading groups or something like that? Yes, we, yeah. we have used them um, and we have done, you know, just the randomizing because we don't want our special needs kids to feel like, oh, I have to go with Miss Wright. Mm -hmm. So we've done the randomizing and then we've also done the very strategic, okay, these kiddos are going to go with you and these are going to stay with me this time. And then it's fluid because if she has some students in her group and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm completely done with this. I'm, I'm ready to move on. She pops them over to my room. And so we use those breakout rooms in that way. I love it. I and love it. One thing, you know, I love this is our class is inclusion. And that means that each student is included wherever they want. You know, if they need to come work with me on an assignment, um, they're included. Uh, and it, it doesn't matter, you know, and, and our students know that they can come to either of us. Um, and so I truly feel like it, it is that inclusion that that's supposed to be ideal. I agree. Absolutely. I, I like that. I like how you use inclusion to mean included for your students. Right. That's, that's good. So, um, you know, we're semester into this. I bet we all feel like we could just write a book of all of our crazy experiences with remote learning. Can each of you kind of finish this, this episode up by sharing your, your one favorite memory from this semester? And it could be um, as a team or individually, however, however you want. But I'd like to hear your favorite memory of remote learning this semester. Well, I'll, I'll start. <laughs> so we share a student who is extremely technologically proficient. He has double screens. I mean, he <laughs> headset, everything, right? And we're at a staff meeting and they said, oh, you know, we're concerned about this particular student because we think he's working off his phone. And we both went, what? <laughs> <laughs> And that has to be one of my favorite memories because we both just went, no, no, no. He could teach us all a thing or two. <laughs> He's a 3D printer. He's good. <laughs> yeah. So that has to be one of my favorite memories from this semester. That is I, funny. 
I think I'm getting a new one. Um, even though it is remote, we have a couple of students who have started um, mm -hmm. really participating in class with each other. And um, we're getting to see connections formed. And, and that's something that I didn't realize how much I missed, even though I was only there for not even a full year, is seeing those connections. And it's just been really, it's been nice, even though we're remote, to be able to see the, them engaging. And, and it's just sweet. It just is. Especially when it's with each other. Right. Yeah. Just we yeah. need that, you know, to build those relationships with kiddos. They need to build relationships with each other, too, and, and become a part of something. Um, and I think that that would help extremely as far as with the mental health issues that we're having. Um, if they start making those connections and you're right, we just started seeing that flourish. Uh, I'm going to say within the last three weeks, two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And that's been pretty awesome to watch. Okay, I know we're talkers. I'm going to say one more thing. The chat is open and the kids openly chat and say hi and what's up and and have that normal moment. And I think that that's been really important in building the classroom environment, classroom community that we're finally starting to get. Right. And it was scary. It was scary because you let go of that control and you say, okay, chat's open. <laughs> and that's you're like, <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to Susan what you were just saying that goes back to what you mentioned earlier and I think that's what's so powerful about our inclusion classes especially with successful inclusion teachers like yourselves is that you get to model that interaction you know with each other like talking back and forth and the, the students can see like hey I can do that with other students in this class just like I can like I could have done in a face-to-face -face setting. So I appreciate you modeling that for our students so that they are interacting with each other. And I'm glad to hear that you're seeing it happen. That's yeah. awesome. Well, well, thank you so much. This was awesome talking to you too. And um, well, thank I'm you for sure. having us on. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'm sure listeners, uh, especially high school teacher listeners um, will gain a lot from your tremendous insight and your advice. So thank you again. And um, I just want to ask uh, all listeners, I look forward to your feedback on today's show. And remember, you can follow our show on VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please share feedback on the podcast and ideas for future episodes on our social media platforms. And you can email us at bl2 at lcps.net. Again, that's bl2 at lcps.net. Thanks so much for listening to today's show, and we'll see you next time.